Why, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hallway Discussions. And, you know, we've got two new guests this week. We've got Shane. Hi. <laughs> and we also got Jake, who will be joining the Hallway Discussions team, kind of moving forward, I'm, get, I'm, right, well, I'm I'd hoping. I'd love to get involved. Yeah, thank you, Nick. <laughs> thank you, Nick, for being here. Yeah, so um, this episode, well, we're going to talk about you, Shane, you know, all about you. We're going to talk about your life and how, you know, was it? We, we got to know each other through the Wiser Academy. And to anybody who doesn't really know what the Wiser Economy is, it's basically like a kind of consulting kind of firm where we kind of represent um, certain companies, NHS Digital, Evercore, some of the bigger companies as well on campus. We provide like internships, graduate programs. Yeah. And we met through that. And yeah, no. How how did you get involved with Wiser then? So um, one of my mate from last year, mm-hmm. his name was George. Um, he used to tell me about wise opportunities because okay. um, as a lot of people in um, who does finance and business they apply for grad schemes yeah. and grad schemes are really competitive in um, today's world because it's really hard to get it because they reject a lot of people oh, and do. only they have spaces for 20 30 people out of th- hundreds of thousands of applications mm-hmm. so george told me about wise where they help students to get into jobs into uh, internships or spring weeks, and also um, how they help with applications and how uh, it changes students' life. So I wanted to be part of that to help other people to change their life and to tell them about the application so they that they get on the um, experience ladder and all the job ladder so mm. that it becomes more um, beneficial for them and opens more doors in future opportunities. Yeah, no. And uh, that's how we became uh, part of Wiser. And um, yeah, it's been really great to uh, work with uh, my team. Obviously, Nick, who I met um, um, through Wiser as well in the group chat. And he's been an amazing leader. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wow. I've been uh, getting some referrals, but students are interested in knowing more about the opportunities. And it's been really great uh, changing people's lives. Yeah, have you heard of Wiser Academy, Jake? Oh, I hadn't, actually. Um, maybe I have just, like, subconsciously from other people talking about it, but I've mainly seen it from your Instagram. Just, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a couple months ago, looking on your Instagram about this podcast, I was just having a bit of a bit of a stalk, a bit of a browse. Hey, you know, and, it uh, Well, you were posting on your story, and I thought, oh, Wiser, okay. I, I think I might have seen them before, like, advertised in the Hive or somewhere like that. Okay. Um, oh. But apart from that, I haven't really heard of it, so... Yeah, so like, um, yeah, as we said, as Shane said, we 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 advertise kind of internships, grad schemes, that kind of stuff. And he, he you mentioned referrals. Um, so essentially, okay, some a friend told me it seems like a pyramid scheme, <laughs> but it's not. It's not because like um, every time um, somebody applies through it, apply for a job through through seeing our advertisement on Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever it is, right? They give us it's like a, a referral, so we need to put in their details onto their website and then if they get the job we get like a, a referral fee which is around 250 pounds 250 pounds yeah so it's actually quite a, a decent little decent little job like um shane you you mentioned when we first met that you you've done other like brand ambassador type roles um what other roles have you been involved with or, or are you still involved with i don't know so the roles i have been involved with in the past is virgin media Oh, so Virgin big company. Media, yeah. So where I had to um, offer cheap packages for students. As uh, you know, a lot of students who move into houses, they um, don't have some of the bills sorted or the Wi-Fi sorted. So I made sure with the Wi-Fi regarding that I helped them to get cheaper Wi-Fi and the best um, fast uh, Wi-Fi so that uh, they don't have an issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, promoting it um, was hard because a lot of students didn't 
wanted it they were big <laughs> skeptical that i was uh uh selling it or being part of brand ambassador you know yeah. they wanted it from the virgin media customer service themselves mm-hmm. but selling it to one student in uea got me uh five to six other sales from the other student because it depends it it's all about the word of mouth okay and word of mouth plays a huge impact mm. and uh, from there uh virgin media has given me a lot of opportunities um to um know about their schemes grad schemes as well and also uh provided me with word merchants such oh, as merchandise. Like a, yes, oh such as a virgin media football <laughs> <laughs> which i've played with a lot and a virgin media flag <laughs> <laughs> a flag <laughs> uh, which uh, is in my room right now it's oh. hung yep yeah. oh, <laughs> it's pretty good it's in a pretty good state so a uh, virgin media has been a really uh, great experience and they also give um a reference for your job oh decent so if you uh want to apply for a grad scheme and if you're part of Virgin Media ambassador mm. they give you a reference and you know it helps to fast track the application process oh, so the other brand ambassador things uh, it's quite of a lot of things hey, you know <laughs> so the uh, thing is zero gravity as i mentioned zero gravity is a mentoring scheme and also it provides it provides um accelerator programs such as HSBC accelerator programs such as an 8 week where um first year students same for first year students where they get um onto the program to help them develop skills that HSBC wants such as their core values such as their working environments mm-hmm. and the tasks so that when they apply for internships and grad schemes it's easier for them uh compared to other students to uh, get into it as these are focused to students who come from low social economic backgrounds because a lot of students don't get those opportunities and uh, that's why zero gravity's mission is to provide them with opportunities and um, it's been really really helpful as it got many awards in the UK and mm-hmm. it's working with big big brands such as BC KPMG providing um, a lot of uh, positions such as the internships and also uh free networkings with the HSBC uh, clients and KPMG clients and me being brand ambassador for them is really really been a rewarding experience as i have um changed a lot of students life telling mm. them about zero gravity mission and they have applied for the zero gravity uh mission so being a mentee or a mentor so a mentor is where you um help a level students that ha- don't get those opportunities from social economic background and i'm a mentor so i help them with university applications yeah. personal statements so that um they get into their desired uni and also boost their subject passion okay yeah uh, i i kind of want to steer away from zero gravity yeah. because they're coming on the podcast next Portland, week yes um we'll have the the ceo the c yeah ceo oh no the ceo he's the undergrad team lead oh he's under okay well, undergrad team I lead overestimated <laughs> yeah <laughs> but undergrad yeah undergrad ceo but um just coming back to wiser and all that kind of stuff like i remember when i first sent out you know we had to like send out a few for, uh, messages to to second year students third year students oh you know you should get involved in this opportunity a lot of our friends kind of texted back initially and they were like yo is this a bot <laughs> are you are you actually sending this message cuz i that's what i think for me at least from the when i first started doing some of these advertising and these brand ambassador kind of roles that kind of seemed a, a bit obsessive and not really like hum- a real human actually texting this out which i think found a lot of people were quite baffled about because they were suddenly receiving messages from me <laughs> about oh yeah you should sign up for this you know you get referral and so it was it's it's kind of a balance to try and try and get that balance between a, a bot <laughs> i was on that same page as i said when i worked for virgin media people thought my instagram was hacked <laughs> so because i had to uh, send about virgin media like um the offers and packages and two of my friends said 
Is your Instagram hacked? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you? And they, is this uh, you? Is this you? And basically all of that. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, Instagram isn't hacked. I work for Virgin Media, and same happened for Wiser. Yeah. Because. As you said, it's a pyra- people think it's a pyramid scheme mm-hmm. because why are you like why are we helping them to get into jobs? People think that. People think why are we providing them with all this um, information? And yeah. that's where people students mistaken because um, sometimes they don't know about this uh, brand ambassador or certain companies that actually help want to help them to get into jobs. And that's why we um, are brand ambassadors to actually make them aware and know that mm. it's not like that. It's we are there to help you guys yeah. to get into these positions. We're not really trying to be like ad- not really trying to advertise Wiser at the moment. It's just it's just a topic. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not we're not promoting or sponsored. But if you want to sponsor, we're more than more than welcome. Have you have you been involved trying to apply for any internship graduate roles this for the summer upcoming summer or re- any recently? I mean, I think that's a really good question. Really. Um, not yet in a quick answer, but I mean in the long term, I know it's it's in there. It's in the like it's in the long term plan for mm-hmm. uni. Um definitely for third year. I mean I'm in I'm in second year at the minute. Yeah. Um there's been quite a lot going on at the minute just in terms of like I was basically looking for like some sort of way to fund, you know, the second part of uni because mm-hmm. first year was like, you know, you sort of settle in, that sort of thing, just study. And then now it's like, okay, we know how to live. We we know it's like we need to sort of make a bit more money on the side. So yeah. Um, that's kind of like the DJ and stuff in the in the uh, LCR has been pretty helpful for that. But I don't know. So I have actually been thinking about um, yeah doing like a grad scheme. I, I mean that is where I want to end up. So yeah. it's it's inevitable. I'm gonna have to get there at some point. So this is probably like an early reminder for me to <laughs> jump jump on it before it gets too late. But um, yeah, I mean I I am thinking of it, mm-hmm. but I haven't got anything like you know sorted at the minute. I mean to be fair, you've got you got the LCR gig going on, so that's. And yeah, did you know he was the one of the DJs of the LCR? For, I didn't know he was the DJ. <laughs> Are you gonna <laughs> DJ this Saturday? Uh, not not this A list. I was last week. Um, it's um, it was a bit of a bit of a crazy story. I didn't know we're gonna if we're gonna go into this story at all. Yeah, let's do it. Should then. we just go into? Yeah, the story? let's go for it. Um, yeah, I mean, so as of today, which it wasn't a couple of months ago, um, you know, regular spot at sports night every week, mm-hmm. main stage with a friend, another guy called Nick, not you. Um, <laughs> Polish Nick. <laughs> so we're doing sports night every week. Um, and also just general gigs, sort of like, you know, can you, the guy at the LCR says like, you know, can you can you fill for me on Saturday? Or mm-hmm. can you, you know, spot this guy that's just like dropped out or whatever? So, um, yeah, I mean, literally as of a month ago, I I had nothing to do with the LCR. I, I came <laughs> to uni this year thinking like, you know, I'm probably going to stop DJing. You know, there's, there's no future with that anyway. Um, yeah, and then so Helena, you know mm-hmm. Helena, yeah. president of the Latin America Society. I I was in a flat last year, so she, I mean, she'd seen seen me DJ a little bit, like some house parties, and she basically just said, "Can you can you DJ at Latinx?" Because they'd done like a collaboration with A List on Saturday, and I was just like, um, "Yeah, yeah, sure." <laughs> you know, I mean, how many people's going to be? And I was like, "Oh, it's A List, so that's like what two thousand two hundred people." Yeah, um, I was used to doing like sixty people at a house party max like before. <laughs> So a bit of a step up. Um, I didn't really have like the pro gear. Never used any pro gear. Literally just my own bedroom controller. So gave it a go. Yeah. Um, guy called Carl the LCI. Just like you know, he was like, "Can you do next week as well?" I'm like, "Sure, mate." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also expecting it as well. So yeah, you know, wind it on forward. Now he's calling me most weeks just to be like, "Yeah, can you can you play this? Can you play that?" 
That's great. And considering that you said that you never really got involved with any of the pro kit before or anything like that, but then just, just you didn't know, audiences doesn't know this, just before we started, we tried to like hook some other like inputs to, to the mics. I knew nothing about this, but then uh, Jake just jumped right in, trying to sort it all out, trying to get another another audio. Um, I don't even know what it's called, <laughs> but like trying another, to get another one going. Another audio device. I, we didn't actually succeed with that. I think that might be down to GarageBand, but... I've just I've just basically up using GarageBand for the podcast, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. We could upgrade in the in the future. Um, no, I mean I, I've done like audio stuff in the past, um, gigs and stuff, uh, just like setting things up, like audio mastering and stuff for mm-hmm. music. So I don't know, I, I know a little bit about it, but is that where you want to head in terms of the future? It's always been a hobby. Um, I think it's we're all kind of getting to the age now where it's like you know do we do we pursue like things that we're really good at or like things we want to do instead um i don't know i I start to notice a bit of a split in that because obviously i want to go down like a route in computer science and like sort of you know software engineering is like a career Mm -hmm. um but you know and then suddenly all this money's coming in from doing dj (laughs) and it's like well currently that's paying way more than like you know other bits i can make from just coding stuff so is there any because i think for me, at least from under, from being at Wiser, trying to advertise some of the different like different pathways because we work with L'Oreal as well for the, the makeup company. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, there wasn't really anything in terms of like the music industry or kind of any creative arts kind of stuff. So I'm I'm curious, have you have you seen any kind of internships or any sort of that with which you can head into with software development and that and, um, and DJing as well? I mean, bit of a weird story. So. I'm obviously here at UEA now. Um, in really? Anglia. <laughs> just to, just to start there. This is this was my okay. second, this is my insurance choice at uni. Um, I I was actually I remember when I found out I was coming here I was actually devastated. Really? I know it sounds really bad. Why? Uh, because only because um, I thought I'd lost out on a huge amount. Um, basic. This is this is pre like coming to uni at all. I didn't know. I'd got my hopes set on going to Birmingham. Um, I went through this like year long selection process on this like degree apprenticeship. So they were going to like pay for the whole degree, wow. give me a salary through it. So obviously, you know, you skip all the debt and all that stuff and you get a job over the summer, et cetera, et cetera, uh, with PwC. And I think I made it, I made it through their selection process. PwC, man. one of the big accounting firms. Yeah, That's impressive. It was, it was <laughs> I was, to be fair, I was really proud. It took two years of applying, failed the first year, went again the second year, got through it. It was like one in a thousand chance apparently getting through somehow made it that's amazing um i was you know dead impressed and stuff and then like the final terms and conditions where you have to meet the entry requirements for computer science at the university and uh unfortunately i didn't quite get that by one grade in math so that was um and it was like covid year so they were being really like stingy on the grades for ucas and they were like they said they could be lenient but when it came to it it's just like no you didn't get it (laughs) so i just out there straight out of the door um no I I i was a bit devastated but at the same time it's like you know I wouldn't have come to UBA, you know, it's it's a, it's a fresh start. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's actually way better here than I expected it to be. Um, I'm not tied to an office job for the whole summer. So, you know. You can, can pursue your hobby as a, as a DJ, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to keep that as a hobby for now. But you yeah. can keep it as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Nick, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> it does sound like a good plan, to be fair. What is it? Um, Shane, you've been... You were telling me on the first time we met, you you have loads of like side hustles going. You have your own like property investment kind of firm. You were telling no me. No way. Oh yes. If yes. you don't mind sharing. Oh, um, basically, um, it was uh, starting with Airbnb. So we so when I first went Airbnb with my parents, I saw how it worked. So how um, you know, 
like Premier Inn or Holiday, they make money from um, those. Um, like when we stay there, we pay for the rent. Then yeah. we pay f- like for the Wi-Fi as well, yeah, and for course, all the services, yeah. for the food. Mm-hmm. I saw the how the amount of money they made from um, all of the services they provided, and um, that's how they expand. That's how businesses expand. If you get profits, you expand it. Yeah, and if you have more revenue, so I started to get on that route, trying to know more about like property real estate but my focus was first on airbnb how it actually worked so i wanted to um start um be with a couple of friends told them about it who were also like interested in making money but i was uh, more to know about airbnb not not about making money (laughs) but that but so what we did is we tried to like target our area so we targeted like areas where there is a lot of people a lot of um people who want to like live there or want to maybe stay there for a couple of nights and the view is good from there how did you how did you identify that we identified um in our area so what we did is we went through all the um local uh, local um tourist attractions okay and uh, during uh, in those local tourist attractions we saw how much how many people actually came there so the more tourist attractions it had we were like okay this uh, place might be expensive for it and then we saw the uh, shoppings, so like the sh- uh, superstores okay. that were close to it, and also the parking space, and um, also what else is there like to offer in that place. So we found that place. Mm-hmm. We found that place. It was uh, in um, it was in Chatham. There was a it's a place called um, at the Dockside Centre. There was a big flat there, like um, b- um, flats, and it had a good view of the river. Uh, boats and also the sh- shoppings were closed shopping centers the parkings were there mm-hmm. and it was a perfect and uh, we were trying to um get on the uh, get on the room just to fully hire it the hiring costed a lot and also we had to provide all the um you know the equipments if we had to buy the beds oh, the all tvs the and everything and it costed a good amount but once we did it, obviously it didn't work out because um, it takes a lo- huge amount of time to actually um, get people. Because when you're not known, when you're just starting first, people, customers especially, they go for something that's well known, not for something that's just suddenly out there. Because of trust, the trust and um, the recognition isn't there. And customers nowadays go for reviews and word of mouth. And if something is hasn't got anything, you can't expect people to just come and stay there so you don't think airbnb provided because uh, I'm, I'm assuming for a plat for a, a flat or something to go onto airbnb it has to go through a verification process or something or is it just you can just sign up take some photos of the place and then there you go people can go rent what's, um, the, what's the process you have to then? register you have to register. You have to register you can register through companies house that's the uh, oh, main, company's house yeah that's the main uh, registering business registry platform in the uk so and um, we didn't register then we were just as a starting because uh, my idea was n- no matter what business is it no matter how confident we are in starting that business we start with the low like start it small and if it hits after a couple of weeks or maybe months if we actually get that decent sales decent customers decent profits then we expand it mm-hmm. then we expand because we got that trust that customers will come and we want to um when you start slow you want that brand uh, recognition to go out there and to spread between customers to customers and when it spreads out there you know you got that confidence already that even if you expand customers will know but customers will know that there was this brand that existed and that's what my plan was to do but obviously during my a levels and 
start um oh, this is when you're this is when you're in a levels yeah. that you started doing yes this. wow this was uh during my a levels um i used to uh i want to do be financially stable and um i want to do have multiple businesses that provided me or multiple side hustles that provided me all uh, sufficient income so when i don't have one source of income i have another source of income because i know um in this today's world as covid taught us when people were struggling because of low wages and um, even after the furlough scheme people uh, struggled a lot due to like food or due to um some necessary like medical equipments because they didn't had it because it was fully booked and people tried to go for private and they couldn't because mm-hmm. they didn't had the money so having that backup money will definitely help and people started to invest in more as you can see now the growth of new businesses are increasing such as events company which i started as well this uh, year called platinum events it's it's where to like uh, you host club nights and uh, host um yeah for universities and we try to expand it more but due to exams and my other commitments i had to leave that but and uh, i'm looking for starting new businesses soon so and so that um, it expands and i've put in a lot of work into it as i see in any business you need to put a lot of work and you need to put a lot of dedication otherwise it won't work same for a job when you work maybe 9 to 5 or 9:30 to 5:30 mm-hmm. you put a lot of work yeah but you get paid for it i see um that is like a backup for you because you know that that's fixed but sometimes like covid you might even get like you may get sacked you may get sacked of the job and that's where your side hustle comes so it's like a 50-50 if one doesn't if one goes you have other thing to help you that is and absolutely that's, right yeah and that's how i saw life and that's how i saw my career path and income so i just don't rely on one thing i rely on multiple things if my one side hustle doesn't go well i have another side hustle to depend on as i want to be financially stable yeah considering that you you started this in a levels how did you come to this conclusion that having because did you were you still at university when covid hit and stuff but how did you come to that realization that okay you need to have an, a couple more side hustles on the side in order to balance out your your income and to uh, protect yourself in a sense that's a very mature way of thinking i definitely would not have thought of doing something like that at a levels i know a lot of people that definitely were not doing that yeah <laughs> still on <laughs> still on. i thought that before covid actually it was before covid that i thought multiple uh, multiple incomes do help because um I researched a lot about um such as I used to listen to podcasts I used to read books such as Economist mm-hmm. I would recommend it it's about uh, the market and the businesses then I used to uh um read about all the top businessmen and the top companies such as Warren Buffet about his investments how he gets all the dividends and the stocks in billions and uh, Elon Musk how he has multiple businesses he like how he started SpaceX by he didn't had no information about how rockets and everything worked but he studied it late night read books and started his own company and now look how spacex is successful i mean yeah what is it it's the the whole concept of the 10000 hours in order to perfect uh, like a a skill or an yeah. industry right is that is that pretty true or is it yeah, a bit it more a bit more hours a bit more than 10000 hours um, you would say from your experience of from my experience if you're good at something so there is a saying by bruce lee it's um it's a saying that there's this one thing human should be other human should be scared of there's this one thing that you have practiced million times or 10000 100000 times that another human should be scared of because you are the best at that it's not the 10000 things that you have practiced one time because you 
don't know how those 10,000 things you'll be mastered at. And I believe that if I have a skill and if I give my 10,000 hours, 100,000 hours, and if I'm perfectly mastered at it, I can use that in a lot of things in this world. Because in this world right now, degrees matter, but skills matter even more. If, uh, if I go to a firm and if they have a skillful person plus a degree person who doesn't have the skills such as a, uh, such as a skillful person have, mm. who would you choose? A skillful person. Because a skillful person will have all the necessary requirements to showcase that they have the um, skills to actually help the company to give the figures to provide the profits. That's what companies look for. It's about the figures and the profits. I certainly noticed that. Um, just sorry to cut in but um about like that yeah the whole skill set thing and having a mindset that works well because obviously you know things being companies adapting and all this sort of thing you know your degree it qualifies you to do one thing i mean maybe multiple things but it's majority just one thing um but if you've got a skill like i don't know customer service or like working with people or uh, the ability to learn quickly and stuff like that that is like so you can you could just repeat that in so many different like areas of, of work so i think that you're right that makes you so much more employable exactly so as you do computer science i do economics i don't know that much about coding because i haven't chosen a module but you do it but having that extra skill if i do the extra skill about coding that will give me more chances of getting into more jobs because i have that skill that other person don't yeah. they have that degree but i have that skill the skill matters more than degree that's what I think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And above that is the ability to learn more skills as well. If you if you've got that mindset mm-hmm. where you're you're almost hungry to learn more stuff, I think that's like the most valuable thing you can have really. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Because uh, honestly, you could probably if you wanted to start coding, you don't need to go to university. That I mean, I'm literally doing an online course. It. Honestly, literally just go on YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's some people out there just dishing stuff out for free. Uh, Even LinkedIn, like, LinkedIn Learning, they yeah, provide LinkedIn like learning. all this, um, yeah. you know, like free skills and they give you certificates on that as well. Yeah, I have, no, that, that's a funny thing. I have given a lot of thought to that, you know, I am putting myself, what, nine grand in debt plus uh, maintenance stuff every year for, you know, to, to be able to learn to code. So it's like, I, as long as I get, you know, 50Ks worth of, you know, knowledge and skills out of this whole course, then, you know, you, you, I guess I've broken even with the government, <laughs> um, you know, the ability to make that back in, you know, future years. But I think I'm starting to see university now is like, okay, at the start, I was like, okay, I'm going to come here to learn to code. But that's, you know, that's, that's all well and good. But you can also, I could have done that, you know, on, on YouTube. Okay, university gives you the discipline that gives you the lectures, structures and stuff that help you get there. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the more important things is like, you know, especially like on a campus, you've got that platform. We've been given this like environment where we can, you know, meet other people. Is I, I could have learned to code at home, but I wouldn't have met you guys. I wouldn't have met, be on this podcast. I wouldn't have like started <laughs> DJing. I wouldn't have like met hundreds of people. So and yeah, it's all about the opportunities that come with it. So it's sort of like just a big training ground for for life, really. And I think what is it? One of the things I took from my lectures, I st- I can't remember the first name of this lady, but her last name is Slaughter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. but she she talks about how like the international system is not based on power it's not based on economic might and cultural impact but it's about the level of connections and being able to have those connections across the world and that's probably one of the best aspects of university yeah. especially yeah. uea it's such an international campus it is it really is yeah. so being able to connect with people from across the world having different completely different experiences and in today's world it's like it's not what you know it's who you know as well because who and um, i think people right now and they get to network a lot and they get to know more people across a wide 
variety of firms or wide variety of individuals who do a lot of things such as I met you Nick through Wiser mm-hmm. and you do podcasts yeah and, you do, and here we are exactly yeah. <laughs> so it's like um you meet interesting individuals and you get to learn to learn a lot from them about you know how life is their advice on starting a business and um, also um about how they reach there what did they do different to other people that they are in that position yeah. so you get difficult to learn a lot more do you think university should be should be changed into a more the principle of learning how to learn instead of focusing okay yeah i'm going to study politics i'm going to lo- look at the all the stuff that the lecturers are giving me i'm going to read the books take what the books are living or instead should lecturers and seminar leaders be encouraging okay this is how you should be this is how you taught to learn how to critical thinking is probably what i'm going at i think that's a really good question actually nick um i mean if you think about it so you you get given lectures every week of course they're timetabled into all of our timetables we go to the lectures they tell us all of the content the content is all content's all there but the one thing they don't tell us is obviously how to take it in now i'm assuming that's because they're expecting us to have learned that at a level and gcse so forth um but you're right i mean they don't really they don't actively teach it unless you join i guess like a, a a special course or like you know a, a have a mentor that helps you learn specific stuff like that then yeah. i guess not um i mean in my subject computer science they teach you how to make your code like maintainable so you can come back at it um in the future and like after you've learned other bits and how you can like you know keep it future proof and that sort of thing um but yeah i mean they they teach you loads of different languages like we've switched languages like three times already in our course so far <laughs> um and they've really chucked us in the deep end to be honest this year but um yeah i i don't know maybe, maybe i just haven't looked far enough into them they offer things they offer for me i think it's a mixture of both so as a mixture of both really helps so having timetables having lectures everything um every week it makes you disciplined and f- you know be more um time management be uh more focused on time and respecting time as uh, you know that you have got certain deadlines and you got to meet that and in university there's a lot of distractions you want to do this you have form of fear of missing out people want to you know try all of this all of the things out and some people do it some people try to like sacrifice their lectures or their you know deadlines just to like have a Enjoy. social life for example have a social life yeah. yeah exactly like clubbing people go out clubbing so many i've known people who go clubbing 3 to 4 times a week that was me last year <laughs> <laughs> I, i think i do remember hearing about you a little bit last year yeah, yeah you I did was, go out quite a lot nick i was so compared mental. to last year right now do you think you have reduced it or? oh i've reduced it completely especially living off campus has been really cuz the distractions aren't always they're not in your face. Exactly. So whenever you go when you go to the SU shop you just see drunk people having a laugh or you see people in the in the SU bar just enjoying themselves. And you, like, oh. and you see those flyers as well. Saying, yes, they're everywhere saying exactly. yeah. join in, join, join in. in. Yeah. I think living off campus has really taught me, yo, you need to having a social life and putting yourself into situations where you may feel uncomfortable and trying new things is very important. But also having that a good balance <laughs> a balance, good balance absolutely and that's why university comes about time management how you manage your social life but also give your time to your um degree because uh, main focus is degree in university obviously and obviously the university experience life you want to use all the opportunities university provides such as career center opportunities uh, part time job opportunities yeah. and uh, also meeting great people who who might be you know friends for life in the uh, future so you don't want to miss that out but I think a good balance is definitely needed which some people feel at and that's why 
having lectures every week at certain times keeps people to actually follow the time to come into it and that's a starting point where people start to like respect time because in um real world if you come even a bit late they might cut the salary out yeah and you don't want that and rising inflation or rising you know food costs mm-hmm. and petrol you don't want your salary to be cut that's why like just talking just talking about that um i've really thought about how how the uk universities they treat first year it's like oh it doesn't matter it doesn't count towards your whole your whole degree i found that that was a pretty damaging thing or pretty damaging mindset for me to go through i think that's interesting you say that um i mean a lot of the people watching this or listening to this podcast will be university students in our position i'm i'm assuming um i think the the main thing is like you know getting to this sort of thing is like make a, getting a balance a work life balance with the uni and that sort of stuff it's all well and good saying that but it's like people listening to this are probably thinking well, how the fuck do I get there? You know, mm. I'm, I'm in this position. I'm going out four times a week. You know, my my lecture work is stacking up. It's all over my head. What it is, paper just on my desk. You know, I can't think straight. I just, you know, I need to order some food. I just make myself feel comfy and that sort of thing. Um, how do they get there? So, I mean, I guess I think don't be afraid to just you know mess up in your first year. You've got to you've got to hit those like hard limits of like right. This is far too much. I can't do this. This is mm-hmm. not sustainable. Just make those mistakes in first year. Um, don't be afraid to do that. Because I do kind of pity the people that didn't really... They thought they were going to try and be perfect from the start and just like be super on top of their work. Because the thing is, they haven't been through those experiences and gone like, you know, been blackout drunk or whatever. Maybe that's not everyone's thing, but that sort of thing, you know. Just, just <laughs> no, comment. Up, no comment. Yeah. Ending up at the end of that sort of, you know, metaphorical alleyway where there's just, you're, you're stuck. You need to get back. Um if they haven't had that, you know, that's still a path they haven't taken to to know not to go there. So it's almost like I feel quite glad that I think we've all probably, you know, misspent a bit of our first year at some point. It's a learning curve. Yeah, it is, definitely. Even I agree. I also wanted to try new things. But for me, those new things were mainly focusing on my career and also building myself. That's what I wanted to do. But that didn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I wanted to do things I enjoyed it. Yeah. Clubbing. I did enjoy. I just went out to see how it is. And I used to go out a lot, I'll be honest, in first year. No but the shame, thing, no shame. No, no shame. shame. Yeah. I cannot say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I saw there was no potential gain other than just, you know, just going, wasting money. And then just a couple, it's, it became the same thing. And I was and I was like, I don't want to have the same thing. Just there's no enjoyment. Just people drunking, drinking and just getting drunk, blacked out. There's nothing else. I wanted... Uh, stuff to like add value to my life and clubbing didn't add value it it's a good way to release all the stress and just dance and all of that but you can also do that at your house you can also dance and listen to music at your house you That's can a really also, good way of thinking of it actually it is, yeah. yeah you can also go out for a walk you can also do things you like instead of why clubbing people you know people go clubbing for various reasons and yeah. uh, also like but i think there's other ways which if people definitely you know try that out it, it would be much more beneficial I, this is just maybe it's just me criticizing britain as a whole but like i've since because i've lived abroad as you guys know um yep. coming over here and then comparing the drinking and the clubbing culture the uk to the rest just the rest of the world even just to europe it's such a i, I see it very very toxic and i got sucked in i got sucked into it going out four times a week drinking a lot and i think it needs it's really a cultural change that needs to occur Especially universities, yes, for the first freshers week, the first few weeks, you want to go out and meet people, going to different societies, and they have um, society events and stuff like going out. That's that's fine. 
But then there doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be any limit. I think it's not it's not the way it's not like there's clubbing. There's a lot of clubbing. It's how the clubbing goes. Okay, yeah. Because um, if you've seen in last year or just this year, I think there was a news about spiking as well in clubs. Yes, that was a horrible time. And you know why? Why did it occur in the clubs after security checks? Why did it occur? That shows that clubbing is fun, but it can be also scary. You and why would you want to go somewhere scary? Because even when people are drunk, they might do some, um, you know, things that they regret in future. And, and that's and if they done it, they done it. And that's why it's not that there is clubbing. Is that how, how you know it's gone about. how it's uh, how you can change the way that clubbing goes instead of just going for you know one reason that people go for just blackout drunk, drunk yeah. and then you know just move to other people and all of that. Why just go for enjoyment? You know, mm-hmm. have that limit. Have yeah. that. All of that, and I think a change would be definitely beneficial. But then, isn't that, on the other hand, couldn't you say that people going out in the first for, first for the first year, drinking, trying to, isn't that them trying to test their limits to see where they can take their own limits? Is that them experimenting? Could be. Um, yeah, um, probably. I've definitely seen them people like pushing their limits, sort of, you know, drinking in excess, knowing that it's too much, and then be like, like honestly, I've seen people say to me. I am on a mission to be blackout drunk. Like if I don't come home unconscious in my friend's arms, it's like that's not a good night. It's like that's that's. I mean, that in itself is is ridiculous. That's that's a bit too far. You don't remember the but, night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight answer. Yeah, you don't remember the night. I think honestly, we could probably do an entire podcast episode just on like UK's clubbing culture. I think that'd be a really interesting thing absolutely, to do. Absolutely. But I think um, that that if people think that's just one way, um, I. There's other ways. If you want to test your limits, just just do it at your house. Just do it at your place. Just like, cause if you do it in a club environment, you're blacked out. You're, you're, you're basically yeah, you're not control and people do, have do to come in. Do it with someone. In. Don't huh? do it with someone. Don't just like just black out on your own. That's yeah. not good. Anyone <laughs> <laughs> listening, just yeah. don't, do not do not take that advice directly. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Have a trip or a trip sitter or trip an sitter. alcohol. I don't. Yeah. Know, what, what's now the trip sitter equivalent for alcohol? Alcohol sitter. Yeah, or just get oh, drunk together. A, yeah. in, um, <laughs> just eat some bread or something. I don't know. <laughs> in Elsia, they have the alcohol impact crew. They just, do. You know, they do. Just to you know, make sure they are watching out for you. Yeah, <laughs> that does I'll, get abused, unfortunately. It gets abused. Yeah, I've well, I, I've obviously not been dealing yeah. and stuff. I've talked to like Aaron and stuff, the guys who work on the alcohol impact crew, um, and Evie and stuff. And basically, they say that you do get a lot of people where they just they end up with a drunk friend for the night, and they're like, right, we want to go and have a good time. Oh, so they, they just them. drop them off like it's like some childcare. And yeah, and unfortunately, that just means that their their resources and their time and their manpower is used just you know sobering one person up while the rest of their friends just you know bagger off and go home or whatever. So that's bad. It is yeah. That's not. I good. did see it, but they were posting that on uh, Instagram. But oh, yeah, I agree that, with it. That's I horrible. Think, yeah, like, I mean, I've sadly been dragged there once. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been actually. Um, no, I, I don't my friends have been drunk there and yeah it's been a great experience I don't <laughs> think I was that drunk at the time but I, they I, they sat me down and they're like okay you need to have four cups of water and I was just like oh, I think I they're fantastic to. yeah they're <laughs> fun no, like they're good they're fun they're very good people and then they're like oh, four cups of water I was like okay I'll, I downed I downed all four cups of water it's just like take them as shots <laughs> <laughs> free tap water don't yeah you? free tap water water, bomb, water bombs and then <laughs> water bombs <laughs> <laughs> so I downed my four cups and then off off I went. I was allowed out. I was fine. 
Did they not like give you a talk or something? I heard they give you like free biscuits and stuff as well. Oh, they did. They did give me a biscuit. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Oh, okay, I didn't knew that. And they've started so introducing um, what is it? Charging like for your phone. If your phone dies, you can go put, drop your phone there. Yeah, and they plug in good, your phones. Because I I've, I was surprised at initially the LCO didn't do this because in Asia this is normal like every mm. club every bar you go to you just hand your phone to the bartenders and oh yeah we'll, we'll charge it for you but then I found a lot of bars here they were like oh no we can't we can't take your phone no 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 take give the put that phone away from us you know it's it's very weird but I'm, I'm happy they started transitioning that because see that's a that's another change that's coming up yeah slowly yeah. yeah so I think our change is there but it just um, it needs a push and therefore, it can be there in a really good way. That's what we want, right? Yeah. I think we can start with UEA. Let's, let's, let's yeah. get some change <laughs> well done. Let's go UEA. <laughs> I tried, I invited um, what is the, one of the SU, one of our SU officers, uh, the activities officer. Oh, uh, Evie. Um, I, yes, Evie. Evie. I, I tried inviting her on and she was like, ah, I would come on, but we're just uh, so swamped right I now. I will persuade her. I will persuade her. It's fine. Don't <laughs> worry. It's insanely busy. She was like, but uh, so yeah, it would be. Yeah, so it'll be cur- I'll be curious to have her on. I'm curious to see what kind of policies they actually have in place. Because considering they are elected, right? I voted in the election. Mm-hmm. Don't necess- I don't necessarily see the impact of what they're doing, for me at least. Maybe I don't use the services enough. But again, I don't know enough about what services they have to offer. So what is it? I tried my accommodation issue. I think I've told you guys all my accommodation issue. I've called. I called you. I, I, I've. You're been aware. Informed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, remember. in simple terms, I'm living with a forty-year-old lady. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> now. I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of in a house, a like, house with friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, in response to this like panic, I was like, "Where, where am I going to live? I have, I have one week before uni, and I have nowhere to live." So I emailed the the SU at a necessity, thinking, "Oh yeah, they're going to provide me with a." Because they have like a housing advice kind of service. So I went to them. I emailed them. It's like, yo, I'm in desperate trouble. I need help. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, oh, sorry, there's not much we can do. They give me a list of websites which I've already scrolled through. I mean, I'm, I'm not so sure what they could have done at that point. But I did try to explain, yo, you should open up like the, the on-campus accommodation for me at least because they have enough space. They clearly do have enough space. But, uh, yeah, so maybe that's just me not exploring enough about what the SU actually provides for us. How about you guys? Do you, do you have you used the, one of the SU service, the student union services at all? Because um, you're running for election, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm running for the postgrad trustee election. So if you guys uh, want to vote for me, go ahead. Um, I want to help have an impact in changing a postgrad students' life. Because I've seen a lot of uh, postgrads, international students that have come this year, they have a lot of visa issues and they have to wait in line outside student information zone just to get their visa sorted. And it's been really hard for them as they, all, as you said, your accommodation issues. Even they don't have accommodation. They have to like live in hotels and pay an enormous amount and also uh, change houses in a week. So it's been really hard for them. And I think um, SU should definitely, um, you know, guide them in housing and everything because they shouldn't be struggling when they're leaving everything behind just to come here. And, um, you know, the focus of actually focusing on the degree is not there now because you're focusing on sorting out a house, sorting out your food, sorting out your bills and, and everything. Your visas and that, that's Absolutely. always been a nightmare no Absolutely. matter where you are. Absolutely. So um, as you does help, but I think uh, they need to help more for international students. They, I, I do not see it because um, in the uh, first few weeks when I came uni, I saw how a lot of international students were waiting outside for hours just to get their visa sorted. And it, it really it really feels bad 
just you know seeing that condition condition and also that they are switching just multiple houses so that just so that they can live and just come to lectures and you know and just not being able to enjoy especially the first few weeks when you arrive trying to enjoy meet people that's the whole point of enjoying uni the first yeah. few weeks and if you're just struggling with visa and all of that you're not going to be focused on having a good time you'll be focused yeah. on oh is my visa application approved Absolutely. yeah um sadly we're out just, of time we're just oh, ran okay. out of time yeah, for our okay. booking for today but like it's been such a good discussion such a pleasure yes yeah, really interesting it yeah. was really interesting thank oh. you for having thank no. you guys and nick mm-hmm. yeah thank you Nick, so much <laughs> no i mean you guys uh, both of you should come back on for another discussion absolutely was, we went on a completely different tangents but i it was a very very interesting discussion I think. i'm looking forward for next week with tom oh yes we have That'll tom next really week great. yes no definitely with zero gravity so make sure if you're still listening at the end of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> just yeah so look forward to next week with uh, zero gravity turn on the notifications for the podcast yes we're available on spotify <laughs> apple mash that like button and amazon <laughs> and amazon amazon music, music. amazon podcast apple yeah. podcast youtube we hopefully get a title going as well because i've just moved off amazon music only because they're a bit they're a bit shit to be honest they're a bit shit yeah oh. yeah it's let me down too many times no. so spotify spotify yeah spotify yeah, yeah, spotify, spotify is the music change now just you, your youtube youtube is uh, your we, we are going we are me and jake we're talking about um some pl- some strategies for youtube and i think next week I'll, I'll bring the camera stuff in and try and get some stuff set up so i'll be looking forward for the youtube videos though that'll yeah. be really great yeah no we, we have some we have some big plans for this podcast i can we, be on tech next week next yeah. week that's fine i hope it goes well no, oh, I appreciate well. that. The business bro. goes well, man. All right, so thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. See you guys in a bit.